You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. Thank you so much, everyone, for your patience with our postgame show tonight. Um, I'm Leah Merrill, joined by Craig Morgan. PD is with ESPN tonight um, with his multi-screen setup going on, so we had to wait for Craig to finish up at media availability, so once again, appreciate um, everyone's patience, but Craig, another loss. (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of envious of PD right now because he gets to watch Seattle-Vancouver instead of this game, Um, and listen, when you you look at the guts of this game, uh, an old saying that I borrowed from Dave Tippett, the Coyotes did a lot of good things tonight. I thought structurally, this was their best game of the season. They gave the Islanders very little tonight. And this is a really, really good team. A legitimate Stanley Cup contender that they played tonight. I'm not sure the Islanders brought their best game, but I think the Coyotes had a lot to do with that, with this, their structure all over the ice, all three zones. But again, it, they just couldn't finish. Um, and, and Andre Turigny, after the game, chalked it up to puck luck you know get it you're getting breakaways you're getting shots from the slot Connor Timmons hits the post they had some chances they they definitely had some chances in this game but they couldn't bury them and the Islanders walk away with three nothing win and the Coyotes still have not won a game this season yeah and it's such a bummer because this one felt like besides maybe that Buffalo game this one felt like it could have gone the Coyotes way um they had a bunch of um opportunities and I mean, a lot of scoring opportunities. They had a, They also held the Islanders off from scoring or having shots as well. So mm-hmm. it's just too. It's really unfortunate to see that not only could they not convert offensively, but that of course the Islanders capitalized on their opportunities as well. Once again, two penalties at the end of um, each period, which that's happened before. I almost felt like I was the first period. It felt like deja vu, <laughs> like. Going through the whole period, everything looks fine. Late goal by the other team, and then at least we didn't get that second period onslaught. But yeah, yeah, so, they had. I mean, the, the the first goal when you look at that, that's just uh, it's a mistake by Victor Soderstrom in the offensive zone. They turn the puck over, and and if you look at the two on one, Karel Vimelka was he was off on his angle. He just he gave the short side, so it, it was a terrific shot. But there was a lot of net to shoot there. So 
one mistake, you're in a one-o hole, and then of course, like you mentioned, they give up that late power play goal, and and suddenly the game feels a lot different when you're down two nothing. That hit a body in front. I think Brock Nelson in front. The Islanders get a two nothing lead, and and the way the Islanders play defensively, and the way the Coyotes play offensively, that felt pretty secure at that point. And that's that's unfortunately what I, I think Coyotes fans are going to see a lot. There are going to be some efforts like this game tonight where you felt like they deserved a better fate. But they don't have the finishers. They don't have those elite skill guys who can put the puck in the net when they get those opportunities. They're going to need a lot more scoring chances for them to generate the same kind of goals that you would expect from other teams. And that's, again, that's that's just part of what we're going to deal with this season. It's it's so hard to evaluate anything in this Coyote season the way you would evaluate a normal season because there's a different goal in mind. It's it, As I'm writing, I, I'm writing on a different topic tonight on the goaltending plan. But it feels like an alternate universe sometimes when you're covering this team during this season. It's there's always the yeah, but they're mm-hmm. not trying to win. So yep. and this we, is good. we get that in the Discord when I say, Oh, like there's hope. Well, that's not what we want. And I think right. it's a good time to bring up the rebuild reminder. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, you know. We're going to probably bring it up almost every single time, um, which it's, it's really too bad. I mean, I will say in terms of individual performances, I feel like Phil Kessel had a lot of um, – was setting up a lot of opportunities. Um, none of them were successful, of course, because the Coyotes were shut out, unfortunately. But I felt like I saw Phil Kessel set up a lot of opportunities. Jacob Chikrin, I finally felt like was having some scoring opportunities, which was really good to see. Um, What are your thoughts on the individuals? Yeah. Jacob Chikrin uh, was one of the guys that uh, Andre Turney mentioned in the post game. You know, he he said it felt like we were using him a little better than we have in past games, you know, getting him in those situations and and allowing him to jump up into the play. So that's a good sign, at least for Jacob Chikrin on a, on an individual level, because it's been a, it's been a tough start for him and it's going to be a tough season to have to go through, you know, a year, maybe two years of your prime of your career on a team that's just not going to sniff the playoffs. But it it, it looked like he took a, a step forward. Hopefully that continues for Jacob Chikrin. The other guy that I thought really stood out tonight was Clayton Keller. He was all over the ice. He was creating um, his possession numbers, or at least his you know shots for shots against while he was on the ice. They were terrific. Terrific. He was he was making a lot of things happen. But again. Couldn't find the back of the net. He had, I think, I think he finished with four shots on goal. Um, yeah, four shots on goal. And was generating a lot of offense for his line mates as well because Johan Larson and Lawson Krause also had pretty good nights. So it, it was good to see from that standpoint. But again, no goals. Yeah, and um, of course, we chose uh, Clayton Keller to be our DraftKings king of the game. <laughs> four shots on goal. Game, by the way. I know it's so great. Four, four shots on goal, like you said, sixteen fifty one time on ice. And then what was that stat? You texted me that stat, and I said I'd never heard of it before. Oh, it's just it the course the, uh, before percentage. It's just yeah. it's basically just measure shots for and shots against while you're on the ice. So and and, 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 that's, and his that's, was eighty six point two one. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really gaudy tonight. And it just tells you what you know how the the ice is tilted when his line was on the ice. They were they were generating a lot of offense, a lot of zone time. They. And they had some chances. It's just they couldn't find the back of the net. But they, you know, the other side of that, of course, is that the other team's not getting anything. And the Islanders really didn't get much most of this game. Uh, I, you know, I, I came in wondering what we were going to see. The Islanders actually haven't been off to the greatest start. There have been some complaints that there's, you know, there's a little bit of a malaise over that team. You know, when you make deep playoff runs, it's hard to get going right away at the start of the season. I don't think we saw the Islanders team tonight that 
you're going to see a little later in this season that I still think this is one of the better teams in the league. But again, the Coyotes had a lot to do with that, with what they were doing. Again, I, I keep saying this, but structurally, and Andre Turinyi agreed, uh, Liam O'Brien agreed uh, in, in the postgame when we talked to the, some of the players. They all agreed that structurally this was probably their best game of the season. They did a lot of things that they liked and they felt like they deserved a better fate. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, another note from that first period, the, the faceoff was 70% to 30% in favor of the Islanders. So that wasn't a great um, showing for the Coyotes in, in that sense. Also, can we just talk about a runner-up for king of the game would have to be the post? <laughs> can I, um, I think there were four. Three that the Islanders hit, one the Coyotes hit, I believe. Wow. I mean, that was yeah, lucky breaks yeah. for the Coyotes. It was a weird goal that the uh, – well, the goal that was disallowed too when when uh, they, they they ruled – after a, the Coyotes challenged for goaltender interference on, on I think it was Brock Nelson, and the, the officials determined that uh, Karelve Melka had actually frozen the puck. And when I watched the replay, I was like, I don't think he did freeze the puck, but you could make uh, the argument that Nelson hit his pad and knocked him backwards so he couldn't freeze the puck. For, for a long enough period of time. Anyway, they, the Islanders ended up scoring moments later and making it 3 nothing anyway, and then for all intents and yeah. purposes, the game was over. Yeah, I know. That ugh, that was just... Yeah. You felt like... And, and just like every other time, the third period, you feel like, okay, this could be a turning point. This could be the moment, and they just haven't been able to capitalize. Um, you mentioned Liam O'Brien. He was back in the lineup tonight. He had a fight... Um, on the night, what did you think of his game tonight? I've liked him most times I've seen him. He brings a physical presence. He's a he's a really hard worker. He he brings some some jets to the game. I, I like the energy that he brings to the ice. I think he could be uh, an effective fourth line player for them. Uh, and and as I've mentioned many times, I also love his beard. He's got the best beard on the team. Without incredible, incredible. At some beard point, I'm going to write about that beard. Just the story on the beard. That's my brought problem. to you by Manscaped, maybe. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know I'm sure everyone's super disappointed that PD's not here. No PD read tonight. Yeah. No, but he did. I will say he did send me an email and he wrote me my own manscape read. <laughs> so even when he's not working here, he's still providing the manscape read. So we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> um you can hardly wait. He wrote one for you. He did write one for me. It is it is. I just want to say now, it is just not the level that G rated. <laughs> yeah, it's very G rated because that's, that's I just good for I just cannot. And yeah. With all I he had to do tonight for ESPN, he's still doing that. Look at I him. know you team you, player. You should have seen the the text he sent me and Craig earlier. What was that like? Eight TVs or something in front of him. So I'm so used to him. Like in front of that, say like when I did a story on him a couple of years ago, that was one of the shots I took. Him staring at like ten screens. I don't, I don't even know how he does it, but he's so used to it that it's just second nature. But even when I watch the games with him at the studio, we have the TV on and then he has his laptop on as well. And he's watching both things. And it's both, it's the same game. It's just at two different points in the game. It, uh, I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Um, what what else? Um, let's talk about Vimelka. Obviously, he got the start again tonight. Do we think, I mean, again, a loss. But there obviously hasn't been a win yet. But... Does, was his performance tonight good? Do you feel like he'll get the next start? Do you kind of see him taking on that number one role for now? Or do you think, I mean, we've been wrong like 50% of the time <laughs> trying to guess the goaltender situation. But uh, I think I think right now that they're, they're still 
sort of feeling things out with their goaltending situation. I, I talked to Bill Armstrong, the general manager, before the game tonight. And I'll have a story really diving into what they're seeing from the goalies and what the plan is. And I'm not going to give everything away on that right on right on the show. But listen, it's it's two games for Carter Hutton. They were clearly not good games. You can't you can't play anything close to that level and expect to be in an NHL net for long. But they're they're not at the point where they're going to say, yeah, Carter Hutton's not going to play anymore. There's there's they're they're about to embark, and we're we're going to talk about this in a minute too on a brutal six game road trip, you can't play one goalie. You're going to have to play Carter Hutton. And I don't see him, you know, I don't see them making any sort of roster move that would remove Carter Hutton from the lineup. He's going to play on this road trip. So I'll put it that way. And then we might as well segue right into that road trip. Cause wow, look at that road trip. They start with Florida, one of the fastest teams in the league and off to a great start. Then they go to the defending cup champs, the two time defending cup champs. They go to, to play the Capitals, they they play the Carolina Hurricanes. The, uh, they play Philadelphia, which is another team off to a great start. And then at the tail end of this six-game road trip, it's so random. It is. It's and you you think, okay, this is the game they could win, but you're at the tail end of a six-game road trip, and you have to fly from Philadelphia to Anaheim. You do get a couple days in between that they're going to play the Ducks on the 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 last game of a six-game road trip. I look at this road trip, Leah, and I, I'm wondering where they're going to get a win. It, you know, you never know what's going to happen in yeah. this league. There, there are crazy nights, but it's a really hard trip. And by the time they come back, this could be one giant hole that they're in. Yeah, and the Panthers right now are at the top of the Eastern Conference, five and zero. The Hurricanes are um, up toward the top of their division, four and zero. The Capitals, three zero and two. I mean. Yeah. Not many losses in that bunch. I think Tampa might have the most losses of those five teams that are yeah, facing on the East yeah. Coast. Tampa <laughs> is two, two, and one. So, yeah. but it's Tampa. It's Tampa, exactly. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. I don't know. But you know, look at the Islanders are on their what, what is it a fifteen game? <laughs> yeah, it could be worse, right? Road yeah. trip and until their new arena opens. So I know it's so crazy. I, 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 I gotta believe with the Islanders, they're just thinking, okay, tread water. Because once this thing is over, man, are we going to have the schedule in our favor? Yeah, definitely. So good for the Islanders, I guess. And good for us <laughs> because we get the loss. And, you know, it's a rebuild. The rebuild reminder. You're going to keep putting this up, aren't <laughs> I'm just going to keep putting it up Okay. all the time. We just have to remember. I like. There was a comment earlier I liked. Someone said a win or a loss is a win and then a win – is a double loss. I don't know. I have to go find the comment, but it was well said. It was well said. But um, of course, we had mentioned that Clayton Keller was our DraftKings king of the game. Um, and you can bet on these games, just like everyone in the comments is talking about betting the under for Coyotes wins on the season. Um, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you sign up using the promo code PHNX and place $5 five dollar bet on any nfl team and if that team wins you get two hundred dollars in free bets so be sure to check out that opportunity i think the cardinals game might be a, a no-brainer if you want to get the the five dollar guaranteed win team i think the cardinals is a good bet um it was funny the, the coyotes were losing this game and then the suns game whatever was going on there um espo messaged our coyotes chat and said we're having a competition to see which game is worse? And I said, well, I think the Coyotes being down to nothing at the time when he sent that was actually not so bad. So, you yeah, know, yeah. at least we know that this is going to be a losing year. It's not like 
the disappointment <laughs> that the Suns fans might be feeling right now. Part of the difficulty, like from a reporting standpoint in a game like this is, who do you talk to after this game? I mean, we were, we were joking in the press box, we're just going to spin a wheel and see who we come up with on, on a nightly basis because you, know, you, you lose 3 nothing, you lose again. <laughs> it's it's what, what new perspective or spin can they put on it? It's it's clear that, and we talked about this, that they, they played a good, sound, structural game, but there's not much more to say than that other than, you know, we're going to stick with it. We think better days are ahead. You know, you've, you've heard all those things before, and, and that's what they have to say, right? They have to... They have to stay committed. They have to believe. But, man, I, I, when you know what your organization is trying to do, it's it's got to add another wrinkle in the locker room. I know. It's really – I can't even imagine what that's like mentally. Um, I always appreciate Andrew every post game um, advocating betting against the Coyotes. <laughs> you know, And he said it's if it's going to suck with the losses, you may as well be profitable. And <laughs> once again, DraftKings Sportsbook app – Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Craig, what do you have coming up on, on gophnx.com? Well, uh, like I mentioned, I'm, I've got a story on the goaltending plan. And and as we're going back to Florida, I've got a a piece planned on Jacob Chikrin and Shane Gostisbehere. Again, I don't like to give away all of my material here on the show, but they're two guys from South Florida, so the, the tie-in is is pretty obvious. We're going to dive a little into their past uh, in a feature that's coming out on Monday. And then, you know, I've got, I'm going to have some game recaps from the road trip, but I've got a fun story that I, I don't even want to tell anyone about yet. But I, I think people are really going to enjoy this, and it, it, it makes perfect sense to write this story early in this crazy season. That's that's a good teaser, and you can get access to Craig's stories by becoming a member at gophnext.com. Um, you know, if we're going to have to watch a losing team all season, you might as well supplement it with reading good content by Craig and by all the um, other amazing writers at gophnext.com. Um, so, and right now, we have a promotion going on that if you sign up for the annual membership and you use the promo code coyotes 2021 you'll get a 60 dollars gift card to the phnx locker so you can get two shirts with that you can get our awesome coyote shirt which i am waiting for mine in the mail i cannot wait to get it we've been loving getting all the pictures of people um at the games with theirs so keep sending us those we love to see those as well so it's it's a great time to become a member um at gophnx.com and support support Craig support all of us at PHNX there's a lot of great stuff going on and I know a lot of people too are fans of all the teams so if you want to follow the Cardinals if you want a winning team you can hop over there's Cardinals content so a lot of great exactly exactly there's a lot of content there Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up Craig was that Dyson Mayo, of course, played his first NHL game um, the other night. He had his first NHL goal, and then he was scratched tonight. Was that a surprise to you, or kind of a standard thing? He might have been scratched, whether or not he had that goal. Yeah, I, I, I don't expect Dyson Mayo to be a major part of this team this season. I, I think the reason he was here is because Vladislav Provolnev went down to Tucson to get some games. He's going to play a little bit. They'll, they'll, they'll take a look at him and see how well he adapts. 
because they do want to get him back up here and get him in the lineup. Uh, Dyson Mayo is just a guy who's going to be, you know, one of those call-up guys that fills in here and there. It was a nice reward for him, and it was really cool that he got a goal in that game with his wife and kid in the stands watching the game. So that was a nice story. But, yeah, he's not he's not one of their top prospects. He's probably not a guy that factors into their plans down the road. So good that he got a game. Uh, you know, Victor Soderstrom back in the lineup tonight. And as I mentioned earlier, he made that mistake where he was too deep in the offensive zone, turned the puck over. They get a two-on-one and get the first goal. Those are the kind of things to watch. I know people are excited about Soderstrom's offensive abilities, but watch the decision-making, watch the reads, watch his play away from the puck. Those are the things, when I watch him, I still don't think he's NHL-ready. I think he's going to end up back in Tucson at some point. When Provenev you know, comes up or when Kyle Capobianco comes back off IR, I, I think I really think the best thing for Victor Soderstrom would be to head down to Tucson and, and really play a lot of minutes in all situations away from the uh, – the pressure cooker of the NHL. Yeah, I noticed too that a lot of the Coyotes' goals recently, goals against, have um, come from offensive zone breakdowns, and then it turns the other way, and the yeah. other team, the opponent, gets a rush on the goalie. It's not so much you know sustained zone pressure that the other teams are scoring. It's those something happens in the other zone, and someone breaks down, and the other team goes the other way, and um, that's where the goals against are coming from. So, you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, the, the youth on this team, the, the, all the new people. I mean, it's yep. just no question. <laughs> unfamiliarity yeah. with each other, unfamiliarity yeah. with the systems, you know? It, yeah. So you, you got to manage the puck better. Um, but also, you know, one of the things that I notice on a nightly basis, watching this team, when you talk about those transition goals, and that's, that's a big part of the NHL these days is scoring, in transition because or off the cycle, you know, those are those are two ways that you'll see other than special teams that are teams are trying to generate offense. But when you get those rush chances, there's some teams that recover really well and can cover those chances because they have speed. The Coyotes don't have a lot of team speed either, so they can't make up that ground uh, in those situations. I know. And there was even one moment tonight where I felt like there was an opportunity. And granted, I think they had been on the ice for a while, so it was a tired unit, but where there could have been that opportunity if it was a fresh pair of legs on the ice, if the speed was there, there could have been that offensive opportunity. And instead it was, you know, tired, slow, just like kind of disappointing to, to watch that. And then you get all these opponents who have that speed and you're like, the coyotes need speed too. And it's just not there. So, I mean, like we said already, I mean, a three, nothing loss, although I, shutouts are just never fun but three nothing loss is that better than a seven four loss I mean a loss is a loss but yeah it, it, Andre Turin you said it himself there's no moral victories we want to win but we were happy with a lot of parts of our game so you know there's there's good and bad right you can take some good things from this game if you're a coach to encourage your players at least for a while until the, the losses start stacking up but you can you can point to those things and say, hey, we we did a lot of good things. Let's keep with that, and hopefully we'll get some results. Yeah, um, I would love. I just I know we already talked about it, but I'm just thinking about that road trip, trying to think where the wind's going to come, and I just they don't need know. one for their confidence so badly. I, I, yeah, you just you, you need to see some sort of payoff when 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 you see a team giving this kind of effort and and really getting better in those structural parts of the game on a on a game to game basis they probably deserve some sort of payoff. I'm sure it's going to come at some point. There's there's no NHL team that's going to go 0-82, but 
you wonder how long it's going to take. Hey, by the way, as long as we were talking about Tucson, a couple of notes from there. I didn't see the final score, but Liam Kirk got his first goal. Yeah, I was going to I was going to bring so, that up. Very cool for him, uh, you know, first goal uh, as a North American pro anyway. And and also there was this rumor out there that was floating earlier today that a lot of teams had, had been calling about Barrett Hayden. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I can tell you definitively they're not looking to trade Barrett Hayden. He is still very much a big part of their future. Look, GMs field calls all the time from one another. That's just how the business works. There are always people inquiring. And when you see a situation like Barrett Hayden, headed back to Tucson yet again, a, a third straight season where he's not cracking the NHL roster. There are GMs out here who think hey, the, the, the guy is still a good player. He has potential. I wonder if they're considering giving him a fresh start somewhere else. That's not in the Coyotes' plans. They are not looking to trade Barrett Hayden. I just checked in on the Roadrunners game, and it is 3-0 Roadrunners. So right. There you go. You know. We got a lot of comments um, in the Discord and on Twitter about people being glad that they bought the AHL TV package this year. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can watch some winning teams in the Coyotes organization, so that's always good to see. I have um, it myself. You have, yeah. you have, or have not? Yeah, you have. I do. Yeah, I bought it the myself. The AHL package. Yep, yep. And we're gonna have to get the entire PHNX crew down there, at least the Coyotes crew down to Tucson at some point we gotta we gotta go take in a game and maybe do a show from down there oh we'll 100%. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's in the cards I don't know when but it's in the cards um another another roster note that I noticed um that was Fisher back centering a line yeah. tonight yeah <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say on that one that's just bizarre to me he's not a center he, he probably shouldn't be there but they're they're trying anything right now <laughs> just to fill roster spots, just to fill spots on lines. It's, it's a little bizarre seeing him there. He, yeah. he doesn't belong in the center position. He's a wing. It is bizarre. Craig, have you heard anything, or do you suspect that the Coyotes might plan to make any roster moves in the coming weeks, and whether that be waivers or any players who are still unsigned, free agents? I mean, could you see something like that potentially happening, or is this kind of – there's always a now. potential, you know, depending on who's who's available, but I'm not getting any sense that they're looking to make a roster move right now. Again, it, you make roster moves when you're trying to do what? <laughs> Win. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't I don't see anything happening. And listen, the goaltending thing is something to watch. Not right now. I don't think it's something to watch right now. But listen, if Carter Carter Hutton keeps struggling that mightily that you can't keep putting a guy in net who's giving up seven and eight goals because the team in front of you just they lose all confidence they play a different way when a guy behind them is struggling like that you can't keep doing that but again we're only two games in so it's not time to write off Carter Hutton yet yeah it's true and I know god and by the way, I know I keep saying 0-82. I mean 0-81-1, but I just mean in terms of the right. lack of wins. Um, yeah. Just to clarify, that's what I am trying to – the point I'm trying to get across when I say that as well. Um, but also, on back on the note of the Roadrunners, you can actually bet on AHL and the Roadrunners on DraftKings also. You can. So, I, I you thought can. we talked about this before where we couldn't find it. Well, I think they just didn't have it up yet because it was before the season had started. But you can bet, you can bet on the AHL. You can bet on NCAA. I know ASU um, had an they won tonight, correct? Yeah. Speaking of the pipeline, Josh Doan had a goal, and they they lost to Colgate. I think it was eight three yesterday, and they came back and won in overtime today. That's that's a good win on the road for ASU, and that sets them up. Um, you know, everything's about the pairwise rankings 
at the end of the season, whether you get into the tournament or not. And that that's while it's not a, a regulation win, it's it's weird the way the pairwise rankings work. They got to win in Colgate. That's going to help them. And I think they have a, a series now against St. Thomas where they're going to sweep that before they have to go face a really tough team in Quinnipiac. So they really needed that win tonight to sort of keep the season afloat and keep them pointed in the right direction because they're going to play a lot of home games over the latter half of the schedule. For sure. Um, someone in the comments just said Ben McCartney hat trick for the Roadrunners tonight. Look so that's, that. Wait, that's is it just, is it three nothing? Did they change? The um, it was goal? four. No, it was four okay. nothing. Um, okay. They had scored since we, since I last looked. Ben um, McCartney, another guy who had a great camp. It just showed a lot. That That's, that's great to see for him. Another yeah. Seventh round draft pick, right? See, part of our pack therapy here is we have to find all of the positives and the positives are the Roadrunners are having success. ASU, um, maybe not like the most success that they want to be having, but they are winning games and the, the prospects are showing potential. Of course, we've mentioned Josh Stone. I mean, I think he has, is he leading it in assists or something like that? He's got 12 points right now in eight games. He's, I think he's fourth in the NCAA mm-hmm. in points as a freshman. Granted, a little older of a freshman because he played the two years in, in the USHL, but still he stepped into the NCAA, which is a, it, it's usually a tough transition and he's, you know, among the leaders in scoring there as well. So that's that's a really good sign for Josh Doan as another Coyotes prospect. A, a guy, again, that I think some of the scouts or, or some of the scouting services thought was taken a little too high. But I don't think they I don't think they delved into his story enough to understand what was happening there. He was such a late bloomer, including in his body. He just he just grew all of a sudden. And here's he's a guy that that because he was small most of his you know formative years he learned to play a skill style and then suddenly he's got this big body to go along with the skill he's a really intriguing prospect as soon as he learns like completely how to use his body as well with the skills that he already has i'm I'm really interested to see where it goes for josh stone yeah uh, it's really exciting and there is a lot of um, good hockey here in arizona to consume um and of course like i said you can if you're don't if you're sick of betting against the Coyotes, you can bet on NCAA, on AHL, all of that using the DraftKings Sportsbook app, using that promo code PHNX and betting five dollars on any NFL team to win. And if they do, you get your two hundred dollars in free bets that you can use however you like. Um, I think it's time. I don't know how to transition this. It's time to read the the, the Manscape read that P. Oh, let's hear it. Emailed me, and I just want again. It is. It's not a whole story. Or anything like that, but I just really appreciate the fact that he took time out of his day today to sit down and write something out for me to read because he's not here. And a G-rated so, one at that. And it's G-rated because he knows. Okay, he wrote. He said, "Wrote this clean manscape." <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Support for the PHNX Coyotes post-game show is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Manscaped is there for all of your male grooming needs. Just go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX. Manscaped takes care of all of your private grooming needs, but it also takes care of your serious male grooming as well. They have the plow, a one-blade razor for a clean shave on your face to remove that five o'clock shadow. They have an all-over body wash and cologne to keep you fresh and smelling clean all day. Manscaped even has a luxury nail kit, the shears, to help your fingernails looking their best. Manscaped, check it out for all of your grooming needs, 
not just the private ones. Get 20% off and free shipping with code PHNX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX at manscaped.com. Keep your whole body trimmed, fresh, and clean with Manscaped. The family version. Look at Petey. That's impressive. He's versatile. He really is. He really (laughs) is. And I know that he was on the website looking up things that were had nothing to do with the private <laughs> things. I just know he was, but uh, be sure to use that code, everyone. It's a great, great offer, free shipping, 20% off. Um, and and tweet at us when you do. It would make Petey very, very happy. He takes this part of his job extremely <laughs> seriously. Clearly, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, Craig, is there anything else we want to add from this game? I mean, kind of like we said, it was a yeah. better performance, they just it just didn't go their way. It seems like the players and coach thought so too. I mean, it's five losses in a row. Uh, <laughs> pack therapy. Here we are. Every every post game, <laughs> will yeah. we ever have a win? A win celebration. It's gonna come at some point. It may even come on this road trip for which I have to leave, and I don't even want to count the the few hours until my flight. I've got an early morning flight heading to Miami, Fort Lauderdale, that area, and then to sunrise for the first game against the Panthers. Looking forward to that. Like I said, I've got that story coming on Jacob Chikrin and Shane Gostisbehere, two South Florida boys. So looking forward to telling that story and maybe not focusing on a game so much. Look at that. And, of course, like we said before, become a member at gophnx.com. Get those stories. Craig is going on the first half of this road trip to Florida and then to D.C. So um, he'll still be calling into all of our postgame shows from there as well. And follow him on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan to get all of the best coverage of the Coyotes. Follow me on Twitter as well at Leah Merrill, PD at S. Peters Hockey. Our main account at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Um, that's where it all is. And then all of our PHNX sports pages on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all of it. Um, thank you so much again for everyone being flexible with our start time tonight. And uh, we will see everybody post game on Monday from Florida. Yeah, thanks everybody. See you from Florida. Thanks. Have a good night, everyone.